Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 433. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're in the middle of lockdown, pandemic mania. Oh, yeah, and it's affecting everything. And CFL, NFL, NHL, MS, MLS, uh, uh, everything, MLB every other acronym that you can come up and think about. Um, we're going to have some talking about some different things to do with this um, uh, lockdown, with the how, how it's affecting us and, as football fans, how it's affecting uh, football teams, how it's affecting the league, uh, the fools over at the CFLPA. Uh, that's my opinion. It may not be the opinion of everybody in the panel, but we'll see how that goes. Um, and, you know, just everything that's going on, because uh, we're, what are we, six weeks into this thing? I think we're six weeks. Um, the, the, the big lockdown came just before my birthday, which was March 14th. So probably around the, between the 10th and the 12th, things started to get really hairy. And then on the 13th, it was basically the government came down and mandatorily said no groups larger than 50. Now it's gone down to five. Um yeah, so it's been uh, it's been six weeks going on uh, going on two months now, and I hope you guys are all surviving. You're not going batty. We're not going to get football. Um, we're not going to get football anytime soon. Are we going to get football at all this year? Well, that's uh, I don't know yet, and uh, that's a tough one to say. Uh, I don't think so. Honestly, I, I personally, I don't think so. I don't think we're going to get any CFL football this year. So everything that we're talking about, everything that's going on is, is kind of a moot case. But um, do we hope that it happens? Yeah. Uh, are you going to go to a game? That's a big question. Are you going to go to a football game when this is all over? And are you going to sit beside some slobbering ass drunk? who's spewing his germs all over you, not knowing whether where he's been or what's been going on, or, you you know, are you going to be in close proximity with everybody else? I mean, is, seriously, you're within with a two meter range right now that we're supposed to have for social distancing. Yeah. You've got nine, you got 18, 20 people within that, that, that buffer zone for three hours that's if you don't leave your seat never mind go stand in line for a piss or something at the concession stand you got a whole new group of people to be be with are you going to go to a football game when this is all over that's a huge question i'm not honestly i i I don't i mean i i haven't been to a lot of games lately because of where i moved to but i'm not going to rush out and, and go to a football game because uh, you know, I have respiratory challenges, um, and, and this virus in particular is is deadly to me, and and many other people. And uh, not that I'm not in that age group where you know it's not supposed to be attached, uh, uh, fatal, uh, but I'm getting close to it. 
So, you know, what's the future for me in football games? I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I, I feel host. I love my game. I love going to my game. Uh, am I going to go up into the den uh, at BC Place? Because you get a little bit more space around you. You can, you can. I'm, I'm not going to say you can do that social distancing thing, but uh, you definitely can. You, you got a little bit more room as opposed to sitting in a seat where everybody's all crunched in around you. I don't know how you're going to deal with that one. Um, it's a, it, it's tough, right? I mean, are you going to go to the Monster Jam and watch Monster Trucks? Are you going to go to wrestling events? I mean, wrestling down in the States was considered essential service. I don't know how anybody justified that one, but it, it was, you know, and, you know, going to go to the rodeo. Are you going to go to a music festival? Going to go to a rock concert? Can you imagine a rock concert and social distancing? Oh, my good Lord. No. What the hell? Um. Is this going to change our lives forever? Is it? I don't know. So many unknowns, and and what are we going to do about it? And how do we figure it out? I'm going to open up the mics right now. We're going to talk about this one for a little while, bat it around the bases and see what happens. Uh, Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing well here in the lower mainland, Fraser Valley, where it's been... Sunny and rainy, it's been kind of uh, mixed today, but uh, who cares? Most of us are staying inside anyway, so it doesn't really matter what the weather is outside. Mm-hmm. What? So, so what's I your have future? Had to go out a few how, times how for it, work. How does, but... it fit, how does this fit for you in the future? Oh, I'm so torn because I'd, I'd love to go to a game, but at the same time, uh, I'm going to take a wait and see. Uh, um, a wait and see um, attitude. I will go back eventually, but probably not till next year sometime. Uh, I'm not rushing out to any big crowds, even if they start telling us, okay, we can start getting out more, we can start, you know, seeing people again. I'm probably not going to rush and do it because, you know what, there's still uh, the, the possibility of flare-ups and so on. The second wave, uh, we don't want a second wave, so... To do that, we gotta make sacrifices. So, uh, am I gonna go back? Yeah, I'll go back at some point, but probably not uh, not right away. I'll, it's probably gonna be uh, if they come back. Let's say at some point this year, that's still a big if. But if they come back, I'll probably be a TV spectator for the rest of the year. I would think. But then and it, this doesn't scare you in the future. Well. You're gonna be okay you? with that in the future. You're gonna be okay with I, it in the future, are you? I do believe that eventually in the future it is going to, well, I mean, there will be the vaccine, but even if you don't, there are a lot of people that don't want anything to do with the vaccine. But like the Spanish flu, the Spanish flu over time degraded. It, there was never even a vaccine for the Spanish flu. Uh, flu strains no. and so on, they degrade over time. They, they, they uh, will become less severe. The, more, the longer it is. And uh, I've heard a lot of doctors say that when the warm weather hits and the sun is out, uh, UV uh, rays, they, they don't uh, kill the virus, but they, again, they degrade it so to a point. Now, you could get, see more of a flare-up once the fall returns in the winter. Uh, yeah. That wouldn't surprise me there. But, I mean, it'll... It's not going to be like this forever where it's... Uh, where we're going to be, you know, confined because it's it's so serious and stuff like that. But 
I do think that at some point it will will dissipate somewhat, but uh, like I said, uh, it's probably going to be not anywhere in the near future. Here's a staggering statistic for you. Uh, there's over 1 million confirmed cases in the United States. That means one in every yep. 350 people has this virus. Okay. It will now, it, as of tomorrow, I believe it, it will have killed more Americans than the Vietnam War. It already has at this point now. Well, has it now? Okay. that earlier today. Yeah, they yeah. were talking okay. about that on, so, on the news earlier. So, I mean, the Vietnam War went on for eight years. Longer. Well, the, the United involvement. States started counting casualties in the Vietnam War in 1961, and they yeah. stopped in 1975. That's 14 years. Yeah, okay. This yeah. coronavirus has been around for, what, two months? Yeah, correct. Six weeks in, a, yeah. in America. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Staggering. Yep. Staggering. Mark, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Doing well. All things considered. What are, doing, what are you doing to pass your time now that you're unemployed? I have a very extensive honey-do list. Yeah, fuck you and me both, brother. <laughs> it's little things that I just get to chip away at every day. Oh, no, you mine know, are huge. Mine are absolutely huge. A lot of my friends huge. are asking me if, um, you know, how it is sleeping in every day instead of getting up early. I'm up every day at about 3.30, 4 in the morning just out of habit. I was going to say, you probably it. get used to that. Oh, fully. I actually quite love it. By the time it's 10 o'clock... My honey-do list for the day is done. Uh, it's nap time. Yep. Then you got the rest of the day. <laughs> and as for going to a football game, yeah. This year, how's that going? This year, not a chance in hell. And if for no other reason, I haven't seen my mom in forty-five days. I know. She's been locked down in her care. Yeah. So. I really want to see my mom. That's way more important than going to a football game. So, no, no without, question. without question, yeah. my mother's eighty-nine years old. I mean, hell, how many years more do I have with my mother? And why mm-hmm. would I even dream about trying to infect her with something? Exactly. So the sooner this is over, and everybody just does what they're supposed to, I'm not going to get into that argument because it just pisses me off. Um, as soon as it's over, let's just get it done. It's not that hard, yeah. really. No. Okay, William, jump in, buddy. Yes. How are you doing, brother? Yes, I'm. I'm good. Um, you know what? I and and this is. You guys are going to be shocked by this, but. I don't like to go to football games, <laughs> to be honest with you. But but I do it because I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. Okay, the 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 McMahon Stadium is 15 minutes from my house. There's no reason I shouldn't go to a football game. This is going to be an excuse for me not to go to a football game this year, because. Quite truthfully, I would way rather watch it on TV because you get the replays, you get everything. You know what I mean? And yeah. I've always liked to watch. I mean, as a matter of fact, every game that I go to, 
I always come home that day, whether it's day, night, or whatever, and I watch the game on TV to see all the stuff that I missed. And so I I have no problem going to a football game. Would I go to a football game this year? Um, If I could sit in the seats way, way high up in the stadium in the corners where nobody sits anywhere, anyways, I'd probably sit up there, to be honest with you. But uh, right now, I really have no plans to go to a football game because I really don't think there's going to be a football game, to be honest with you. So am I, am I, I mean, I don't like events with lots of people anyway, so it's not a problem for me. I mean, is what it is. I mean, I'm anti-social you know? to start with, so this really isn't sure. bothering me at all. But getting get also, but getting back to how many people have died because of the coronavirus, what I would like to know, and they don't publish it, is they say they died from the coronavirus, but I, I want to know what kind of medical problems they had, i.e., were they a smoker for 30 years? Mm-hmm. Did they have diabetes? Did they have COPD? So on and so forth. All they say is they died from the coronavirus. And I right. don't think that is, I don't think that is, is, is uh, telling the truth, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, it's and telling the, the truth. You're just asking whether there's mitigating circumstances. Yes. Okay, so I'll give you some stats here. In British Columbia, we have a 2,053 confirmed cases of today, 105 deaths. 54 of those deaths were in nursing homes. Right, so you can okay. assume. I, you can these assume. are not people of great health to start with, right? And no. I'm not, not picking on old people. Just facts are facts. They have a weakened immune system. They have a weakened um, everything. Right. I mean, my mother's 89 years old. She's frail, right? Love her to yes, bits. Absolutely. I, I feel bad giving absolutely. her a hug. So, you know, it's it's one of those things you can't, you know, is there mitigating circumstances for the people that have died? Yes. I would bet you we're over 90%, if not higher. Yeah. Okay, right. not higher than that, there's mitigating circumstances. You catch this disease, you're not going to die. Okay, you're going to get a really bad bout of the flu. Okay. Yeah. But myself and Patty, right. we're 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 in serious trouble. Okay. Yeah, but you're also in serious trouble from a number of other things too. What, mm-hmm. just, if you were to yeah, get talking to my wife, I'm in serious trouble most of the time. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying nothing, man. <laughs> not saying nothing. Just don't, just don't go there. Um, yeah, <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, they're, they're correct. I mean, any bout of the flu is not good for me, right? It doesn't have to be this one. It could be any bout of the oh. flu. The good thing is, is that I don't get the flu. I don't get colds no. because I don't believe but, in them. But, but for example, Patty suffers this time of the year because of allergies. Allergies. Okay. Because of dust outside, okay, Yeah. because of springtime, and she has difficulty breathing and this kind of stuff. Okay, so there's a number of things. That's why we have air quality warnings. Right, absolutely. I.e., that's why Christopher stayed at my house, because I don't own dogs. Yeah, or I wouldn't have. 
and my house is my house is very clean because of my wife. Okay, yeah. and she can't have certain things. I mean, I'm I'm not like the norm. I change my furnace filter once a month, and it's only because of my wife. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know, furnaces have things, filters. But I, Sorry. Yes, they do, sir. Yes, they do, sir. Um, and I, I, I shouldn't lie about that. Patty changes the furnace filter once a month because I don't fit. Okay, I'm just saying. She's got that kind of little, little rodent body where she can get into small places. Okay, and I can't. I can't even get. I can't even get my arm in there. Okay, sorry. So, and the reason I compared Patty to a rodent because I just heard. I just heard the bathtub going on so she can't hear me, okay? <laughs> you got he dodged a bullet on that one, eh? Is that what you said? Yes. Hey, and did I tell you guys my wife is my wife is officially retired. Good for her. As as of, her. as of three weeks ago. Where was she Good working? What'd she do? Uh she, furniture uh, place, she's something. She's an interior designer. She sells bathrooms and kitchens, but her, yeah. and her brother decided her, and her brother decided to shut it down because they don't want to try and build it again after this is all over with. They had they had five kitchens cancel in a week, and they said, "Fuck this, we're done." So yeah, how how's your so, uh, your building business going? <laughs> <laughs> what building business? How's it going to do? Um, you know what? We're finishing three or four projects. This is the time of the year where we sign new projects. We have lots of stuff on the fence, but it won't fucking fall off. How does that sound? Yeah. And, and if it doesn't fall off soon, I, uh, may retire myself. So yeah, we shall see. Okay. Hey, try working in a hotel and trying to think of when you're going to go back to work. Yeah, I I can. I feel for you, Mark. I really do. I really do. Yeah, I was talking I to really a, one of the guys I work with today, and we figure it's six months to a year before there's any sort of serious <laughs> business in any. Well, once yeah. again, once again, who's going to stay in a hotel? Well, it's not staying in, in a hotel. In a hotel. Like conference you can stay in a room, but if you're in a conference of 500, 600, 700 people. Yeah, those aren't going to happen. No. Well, that's how this all started was with a convention dentist. Yep. Right? The first thing in Canada was convention dentist in Vancouver, and that's where the first cases of COVID-19 came in. And it's because three or four minutes returned from China. And and infected yep. all the dentists, and the dentists went off and infected all the patients. Uh-huh. And so it builds. And, and, and I'm so yeah, happy and I'm close to retirement I, myself. And I'm not even I'm not even comfortable with because most of the time I'm comfortable with taking my roll of Lysol wipes into a hotel room with me and wiping everything down when I get there. Okay, that's what I do. I've always done that. But I'm not even comfortable doing that. So, and then you tar- start talking about recirculated air and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I'm as scared as everybody else is. Do well, I how think does I that affect airplane enough? travel for you, Will? 
Well, it, uh, there is no such a thing as airplane travel, okay? Um, At this moment. I, sure well, is. no, I'm thinking I'm thinking in the future. In the beginning, I, I'm i going to drive everywhere. You're going to drive to Vegas. Okay. It's 21 hours from my front door. So, and, and, and not only... Can you say Jolt Cola? What was that? Can you say what? Jolt Cola? Red Bull? Well, yeah, I mean, I can... Uh, I can probably drive for at least 14, 16 hours straight, and my wife could do the other one. But I'm not. I'm even paranoid about stopping in a hotel on the way there. I'll probably end up sleeping in my car, and then, and then the worst case scenario is someone's going to come to it as a rest stop and and pull out their gun and shoot us both, and that story will be over. Okay, so yeah, I don't think I'm going. I don't think I'm going, think I'm going anywhere. Conversation. I think I'm going to travel from my from my chair in the basement to my patio all summer long. That's the extent of my travel, okay? So, and it's too bad because, you know what? But the other thing I was thinking about, I'm kind of disappointed this year because I had some things planned. It was my 40th high school reunion. I was yeah. going to go to Winnipeg and see the Bombers and the Stampeders play. I was going to go to Vegas like I usually do. But you know what? In reality... What is waiting a year going to make a difference? It's not going to make a difference, okay? It's just, no. I think I think if you look at every year, we have so many things that come along, okay, and we take them for granted, and this year we can't do them, so it's, oh, poor me kind of thing. You know, I, I feel for, you know, the people in Calgary because they just canceled the stampede. Okay, mm-hmm. the Stampede brings a hundred million dollars into this city every year. Actually, okay. it's four hundred million or four hundred million. That's big money. Okay, yeah, it's that's huge. big money. Do I partake in the Stampede? Not at all. Do I give a shit? No, not really. But there's lots of people out there who depend on it, rely on it, and and want to go to it. So, you know. It's too bad, but these things will come back eventually. <laughs> so, one thing that's not going to come back: business meetings. No, they won't. Large bit. No, they're done. Everybody's adjusting now to sitting online and doing it in front of their well, laptop. You know yep. what? It's it's an interesting thing, Mark. About a year ago at work, we used to have. I'm going to say six or seven meetings a a week at work. Now, in the last year, and we made a conscious effort to do this, we're down to one meeting a month. Yep, yep. A a lot of businesses were doing it before this started. Yeah, we've had a weekly sales meeting. We've always done it uh, online. Yeah. There's so many people out there that have been trying to work from home business won't let them right their boss whatever that people have to show up to be in an office and everything else and i go how stupid and ridiculous is that in the fact that you can just you can have half the retail space or or commercial space uh not having these little cubby holes for people to sit in 
Let them work from home. Let them do everything else. There's no reason why this can't happen. And now that this is what's happening because they're not allowed to be in the office, uh, the employer really has no excuse anymore. And yeah, well, you know what? A ton of money. Half the half the people that are at my office that are working from home right now are begging and pleading every day for us to bring them back because they're going. <laughs> Absolutely, they're going absolutely nuts at home. They say it's just not the same. Well, where I'm me, sorry. But where me, if I, if, I could, if I could sit in my basement office in my shorts and my flip-flops all day, every day, I'd be the happiest guy on the face of the earth. I know. I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I know a lot of people have a problem with commitment. But I guess still, so. you know, you just have to you have to be regimental, and you have to just go off and do it, right? I mean, since this has all changed, I have made a change. Okay, you ready? I sleep in till five thirty every morning, Ooh. and I don't get to, and I don't get to the office till six thirty. Okay, in the five thirty, you can't go to the now? gym, and I can't go to the gym. Well, I do go to the office and pedal my Peloton, but that's about it. So, and I'm thinking of buying some weights to put them upstairs in our gym at the office because there's another place that I'm, you're not going to see me going near a gym for at least a year. Well, it's it's a cesspool of germs. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I haven't. I haven't been in the dressing room at my gym for 10 years because you walk in there and you can see the germs jumping off of everything, okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, it's gross. It's absolutely yeah, gross. Yeah, it is. It's disgusting. So, there you okay, go. Okay, should we talk some football here? Yes, please. Yeah. Should we? I mean, hey, this is, did start off with football. It is whether or not you're going to go to a football game this year or next year, or is this going to affect your attendance at the games forever? And uh, right. so I I think it is. I think there's a, a lot of people that are not going to be able to do this just because. I don't know. Okay, so um, number one is a draft preview. Do you guys want to do that right away? Or do you want to run through some stories? I think, I think the other one is more important. So let's go to number two first. The second one. That one kind of popped up out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, it did. Okay. AFL requests $150 million of government financing to save the league. Uh, I'm going to use that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of having fun with this one a little bit, uh, taking some uh, artistic license, shall we say. But um, do you think this is important? And uh, do you think that they're going to get it? William, do you think the CFL is a high enough priority in Canadian politics that they're going to receive any type of funding? Now, you got to bear in mind that over half of the employees are – not Canadian. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the only 100% professional Canadian league. It's 100% in Canada. But the players aren't. Right. 
No. I mean, and and that's one of the argument or one of the things that people keep saying. Well, can't they get uh, EI? Well, no, they're not Canadians. No. Um. You know, I'm torn by this big time because, okay, I mean, if there's no CFL, that does eliminate jobs. And I'm not talking about players at all, okay? I don't care about the player part. It's the people who work at the stadiums and do stuff. And, I mean, they are really, in reality, they are part-time jobs. And I'm assuming most people have full-time jobs and they do that part-time. Um I've always had a problem with the government funding any kind of entertainment business. And as much as I love the CFL, I think that $150,000 million can go someplace else. And I, and I, and I'm, I'm very torn by this because, and I mean, you know, the other thing I look at and is is can can the nine owners in the CFL not come up with $150,000 between the nine of them? Why $150,000? You talk about $150 million. Sorry, $150 million. Sorry. You're talking Sorry. about $50 million per team, basically. That's correct. That's, that, correct. That, that's okay. to me fifteen million dollars per team is a fuck yeah. of a lot of money. So so you're talking okay, about fifteen but, million dollars per team and fifteen million dollars for the league to help it survive but, through one year of not right. playing. Right. But that's a shitload of money. I know, but isn't David Braley a billionaire? Yep. Two point four three billion me? is the last I heard. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about the dude in Hamilton? Isn't he a billionaire? Bob Young? Yep. yep. Okay. Um, the, you think the Flames the have father, money? Father, son, or father-in-law, son-in-law in uh, Montreal that just bought a uh, billionaire. Um, right. Okay. MLSE, billion-dollar company. Uh, uh, right. Flames, billion-dollar company. Like I said before, the teams that are going to – are, are are the ones that are the iffiest are the three immunity teams. Now, granted, right. uh, you know, the, the provincial governments basically support those teams, and uh, they're million dollar companies. And, I mean, I don't think the way other people think. I mean, I know everybody would like would like the Stampeders to have a new state, even a new hockey arena, and the city was going to give this much, and the province was going to give this much, and the federal government. I don't agree with that because – I know it brings things to the city and it brings money to the city, but I still don't think you should support a for-profit business. It's just my it, opinion. Yeah, no, and I'm not arguing with I, you. Um, you no. know, there, there are some stadiums in Canada that were built for different purposes. Uh, BC Place Stadium was, uh, was renovated for the Olympics. Okay. BMO Field was uh, Olympic, uh, uh, built for the World Rugby Championship, if I remember correctly. And Port uh, Field in Hamilton for the Pan American Games. Now, I, I'm going from memory here, and my memory may be off. Please correct me if you know something is wrong in there. 
Um, Olympic Stadium in Montreal obviously was built the Olympic Stadium, even though it's no longer their home. But those arenas were built for a special purpose, and then a for-profit sports entertainment company got to use it afterwards. But that didn't happen in Winnipeg, and that didn't happen in Saskatchewan, and that didn't happen in Ottawa. Yet the people of those provinces flipped the bill for them. BC Place would never have been renovated the way that it was if the federal government didn't kick in 90% of the money. That's true. It would have just got, you know, dynamited, blown up. And and, and that may have been the best thing for the BC Lions. We might have gotten a nice new stadium. Out in Surrey. Somewhere else. Yeah. Right. And and, and, and we would have some attendance. You see, I'm just... I'm just, okay, so that's one of my things. That's what I say to myself. But the other side of me says, uh, and I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm going to do it anyways. I don't care. The government finances, or they bring different people into this country, and they finance them. I'm not going to pick a particular group, but you know who I'm talking about. And by the truckloads, and these people have houses, and they have cars, and the government finances all that stuff. Well, so I, I think you're what? you're you're drinking the Kool Aid of the news media more than the actual facts of what's happening. But that's beside the point. Uh, I'm not saying that it it, it isn't uh, funded by the taxpayers because it is, and it's not the government money. The government doesn't have any money. It's the people's money, and that's just right. the fact. Now, are we? Right. Do we believe that a hundred and six or a hundred and eight year old Canadian tradition is worth saving? That's the question that it's going to come down to, right? It's not going to be whether or not it's for billionaires or for this or for that or for anything else. It's the CFL as an institution worth preserving. I think it is. But well, and I, and I, I don't know that, where they I came up with the number of $150 million. million That's dollars. A no, I don't either. Right? But I, 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 mean, still, I still don't like the part where, okay, the government funding this, and you know what? The government is going to end up funding everything. And the well, government. I, I would rather the government everything. fund the CFL than fund some birth control concept in Rwanda. True that. So, you know, if if this is where the Canadian taxpayers' money is going to go, I I think this is one of the better (laughs) places that it could, in in this opinion. But um, okay, so what is this? Quotes coming in on tweets from my talk with NFL Commissioner Andy Ambrose from David Ayler. Uh, currently, uh, the need for $30 million as it currently has virtually no revenue. Playing part of the season would turn ask to 50 to $100 million. Canceled season requires $150 million to get to next season. How does it do that? You don't pay the players. You, you've, you've reduced your staff. How does a hundred and fifty? How much is the TSN contract worth? Forty-two, forty-five 40 million dollars. Forty-two, yeah. 
So do they have a clause in there that they claw back money? Uh, I, w- I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. But my point being is, you know, if you've got a team budget of – okay, what what is this? That, that TSN money is What's good for, what, $4 million dollars per team, right? Isn't that what it was, Four four point yeah. five million, four point eight million million, $4.8 million per team? They're asking right. for fifteen million dollars, and it's okay if you don't have people coming in the gates. They're not paying the money, but then you're not paying to transport players all over the country. You're not paying for these hotel you're rooms. Paying, you're not paying for meals. You're paying to pay the players. Why? No, you're not. Is there no? Is there a thing in here that we're not seeing, and we're not hearing yet? that the CFL is still going to pay the players a portion of their contracts I, I to, think that keep, I, I, to keep the CFLPA away from the whole yep. everybody's a free agent. I, I understand the, that it, I, the I, number that's been batted around is $50,000 yeah. straight across the board, every single player. Yeah, I, I'm flying off the hip on this because it really just came to into my head. The CFLPA has been bargaining that they're not involved. Adrian Tracy, I did see a tweet earlier, I forgot to screen cap it, is complaining that the players have no idea what's going on, that it would be great if the CFLPA was involved and they could show a united front. So I'm wondering if there's some games going on in behind that were not, hasn't come out yet. I'll tell you what, here's the honest answer to that, in my opinion of this. I, I've, as a business owner for, for 35 years, and I'm having a financial situation or difficulties in, in, in this, and I'm dealing with my bank, and I'm, I'm looking for government grant. The last thing I'm going to do is, is circle my employees around and, and say, hey, what do you guys think? Are you going to support this? No, it's none of their fucking business. I don't agree or disagree. I'm just I'm wondering if that's where this is starting to come from. Yeah. Are they going to pay the players? The CFLPA has got their head up their ass on this. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you can't go to the players and say, you're getting nothing, but yet your contract is still valid. Exactly. That's not going to work. You can't just say, we're not going to pay you, but yet you're still bound here. You have to negotiate something because there's no chance the Players Association would ever accept that. Not arguing that one, Charles. Not arguing at all. Here's here's the problem on that. If the players want to be free agents, that would have to mean that they have somewhere else to go. Don't. Mm -hmm. So... The the concept of them being free agents right now is just arrogance. Okay, now this is segment seven that we're we're, we're wrapping right up into this. If you want to, that's okay. Um, that's fine. And and that's and that's my concept on this, right? And I know that Dave Benefield, who's a friend of mine, and I'm going to call him that, and he's on this podcast. We went back and forth on this before, and the first thing that he did is it, the CFL has to grow up because they can't play pay their rookies uh, $58,000 a year. And that arrogance, mm-hmm. to me, when we're discussing people dying, we're discussing the cancellation of the season to protect the players, the fans, and the league in general. 
and you're whining and bitching about minimum wage? This, I'm sorry, you're, you're bargaining from a very, very weak position right now. You should say, what can we do to help How do we make this work? Not what's in it for me. What do I get out of, okay, you want to do this, what do I get? This isn't a negotiations. That's not what this is about. This is not, we're not trying to do a new CBA. This is, we're talking about the survival of the Canadian Football League. And they're sitting there with their hands out saying, I want something on the way down. Okay? They're, they're using uh, verbiage in the contract that says that if the CFL suspends operations, that all players become free agents. Well, the CFL is not suspending operations. They're suspending the season. Okay? At this point, Suspend- the league is still yeah. solvent. Okay? Suspending operations so, means they're basically out of business. That's what that out means. Out of they're business. Really That's called XFL yeah. and the AAF. Okay? It's not the CFL. Those, those leagues suspended operations, and their players became free agents. That's not what happened. In, that's not what happens in the contract. That's not what the CBA is. Says that if it suspends operations, the players become free agents. Great. The CFL is not suspending operations. They're they're delaying or suspending the season. Okay. So for the for the for the CFLPA to even be bringing this up is disgusting and despicable. And I have no qualms about saying that. I. I'm I'm totally put off by the CFLPA for even suggesting this. It's pissed me off. Dave Naylor has a whole Dave Naylor has a whole series of tweets up right now from Ambrosi. There's about ten or fifteen of them. Um, I just posted another one to the page. Got it. Uh, I'm not sure I like this quote or not. We're looking at things like the work we do with anti-bullying and to end violence against women. We have a storied history, and any sports league in the world would be proud to have done all the work we have done. Uh, that's a garbage quote. I, that's crap. I don't like that either. That's complete. They're basically throwing the charity work. Back in people's faces. That's begging. Yeah. And they're using charity work to advance. That's not right. And that's an Ambrosi quote? Good it God. is. So if you go on Dave Naylor's Twitter, he's yeah, got just, literally go there now. 10 or 15. Oh. What? No, I don't like I do not like that quote at all. That That's, that, that's basically saying... Basically saying we deserve it because look at all the good stuff we do. Yeah. And taking their uh, no, that's nonsense. We want to work. Yeah, I do feel for the players and all this because yeah, you know guys like Kolaros, Bolivar, Mitchell. Um, you go down that list of the number one guys. They're not hurting for cash. If they are, they're but, stupid. Yeah. Well. Agreed, but th- there's a lot of guys that they need that money. 
you know, it's let's face it, when you're only if you're an American and you're making league minimum, you're not making a lot of cash at seventy cents on the dollar. So these guys need money, so I feel horrible for them. Right, and but what would the they have done if they, there wasn't a CFL? Okay, and I, I, oh, I don't no, mean this no, in no, any no. disrespect. No. Right, where would their life be? You know, okay, the XFL just crashed. What? Okay, what are they going to do? But if you're an American living in Canada, um, like a lot of the players do, and then, you're then, watching, then the seventy you're cents on the dollar doesn't mean anything to them. But you're because they're not converting it fr- to American dollars. If they're living in watching, Canada. Your friends get the CERB, the $2,000 a month, and you don't qualify for it. So you're sitting at home. If you don't have another job that's working right now, you have no money. Mm -hmm. And you can't go back to the States because you can't fly over the border. So you're stuck, and you have no cash. You can't get unemployment. You don't qualify for the CERB because you're not Canadian. So I feel horrible for those guys. And there's a large segment of them. If this had happened during training camp, Todd, I would 100% agree with you. Because you've got Americans in Canada that this isn't their home. And now they're, they're, they're not allowed to go to the gym. They're not allowed to work out. They're not allowed to practice. They're not allowed to do anything. There's no income. There's no revenue. There's no nothing. How do they get home? Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about a football player who's already at home in Miami or in California or in Texas, I, I, I don't see where the problem is. I really I'm don't. Talking the ones in Can- I'm talking the ones in Canada right now. Okay, so, just now. so the, the, the football players who have moved to Canada and are living here, okay, mm-hmm. and, and, and this is the, a problem for them? Well, yeah, but I don't think minimum wage, uh, min- league minimums, I don't think rookies and, and, and first and second and third year CFLers are living here. They just don't. Well, I'll use Craig Rowe as an example. He's living in Winnipeg right now. Him and Who his is? Wife. Craig Rowe. Craig Rowe. He's for the Lions. Yeah, but he's not a, a second or third year CFLer making $50,000 a year. He's been making a hundred and some odd thousand dollars a year for a few years. He well, should not be hurting financially. He's probably not hurting, but he has no money coming in. If he doesn't well, have another job. He has no money coming in. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. I know he does. But okay, so what's, what's your point? Because I'm not seeing guys it. That, for the guys that don't have another job or their job has been deemed done, they, don't, they can't go to work. You mean like you? Yeah. Like you? They can't go okay. to work. What are you doing? I know it's the, the same CERB. thing. I get the CERB. They don't. Yeah. That's pretty easy. They're, I get they're not eligible because they're, Ameri- they're, they're not Canadian. They're not Canadian, so they're not eligible. Yeah. And they're not going to get unemployment. 
And if nope. they do, it's going to take months to get it. So I, I get, I guess, where the CFLPA is going here. They're trying to stay involved. I don't think any player that's living in Canada is going to be hurting because I think that they've got themselves well-established. Or they should have. Like I said, I don't have, think first-year, like, second- or third-year players are living in Canada. They're going home to mama. What does Will always say about football players? They're not they're very not. bright. No. Yes. So they all, they all have university you know, degrees. Well, basket weaving isn't really something that you do a lot, or arts. <laughs> oh, Mark, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I think the players are making out to be a lot worse off than most of them really are. And and in all honesty, and I know the more money you make, the more the, the more your payments you have. Uh, that's whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, financial broker, or whatever else, because you like to play with big toys. And uh, to me, that's your own fault. But that's no different than oil field workers in Alberta right now and why all the nice trucks are on the market. Right? And I guess the other thing you can look at is, yeah, the players made $90,000 last year. They haven't made a penny since the end of the season, unless they had a signing bonus. If you're already under contract, you probably don't have a signing bonus coming. Yeah, so there's different ways to look at that. You don't like your contract. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not totally. I I understand. I what they're doing. I I feel bad for them. But are they any different than half the Canadians right now? Yeah, because the Canadians can apply for Serbs. Yeah. The Americans can't. It's not that much. I'm on it. Well, it's I'm quite enjoying it. 2000 is better than nothing. Zero. Yeah, but that, you, you have to have made so much money before that, right? Correct. Doesn't, you isn't that based on your income? $5,000 in order to make the Serbs. Five thousand dollars up until when it was not a whole put lot. in place. I'm staying home and I'm making two thousand dollars a month. I'm okay with that. It's more than I'd make on unemployment. Yeah, true. But Ambrosi right now is just looking like an idiot. Even Kohan is sounding better than he is right now. Well, Kohan made some really stupid comments, too, so. He did, Yeah. he doesn't sound desperate. Well, he's not in any position. He's not, well, he's not desperate because he's not part of the league anymore. But to bring up the work you do for violence towards women in order to get money. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Well, I understand what they're doing, and yeah. you know, it's it, it 
this money doesn't mean that that players can't go out and do anything right now. There's no schools to go meet with the kids. There's no this to meet with whoever, right? The players really don't have any um, community service work to do right now. They can't. They're no different than anybody else. Stay home. Okay? So there's no expenses there. The team isn't traveling from city to city to city. There's no expenses there. I, I You know, if the team's budgets are $15 million or $25 million a year, this year is not going to be anywhere near that. To request that amount of money or believe that you need that amount of money, to me, is ridiculous. I, I, I'm, I'm at... I was taken sides with like the lead over the CFLPA. I'm not so much now. No, you know what? It sounds like they want a loan. The CFL does. Yeah, that was the thing I was going to bring up. If they're doing it as a loan, that they have a pension to uh, pay it back. To me, that's different from just a handout. If it's just a loan that they're going to pay back, at this point, I don't have a problem with that because they're planning I'm a, to pay the I'm money all back. over that. If, they, if, if that's going to yeah, happen, they, they the have back. E- yeah. even ten cents on the dollar. I, I would be okay he with. He keeps right? saying they're willing yeah. to work with them. In a lot of the tweets, yeah. it's he's going to work with them. They want to work with the country. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, if it's a loan that they're going to pay back, I've got no issue with that whatsoever. How did you no. put it here? We w- we want we want to be held accountable. We think we can be good partners for the Canadian government. So maybe maybe they want a loan. That yeah, that's a loan. I've got no issue down. with. If they're paying the money back, I got no problem. But then again, at that point, could you not just go to a bank and do that rather than go to the government? No. You're not going to get the interest rate that from the uh, bank that you no, want I guess, the government. No, that's a good point. No bank is going to give the CFL a loan. Come on. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. But besides the point, um, government loans are a lot better have better firms yep. than banks do. They're at, at zero to very low interest rates. Their um, payback terms are, are you know, ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. Where a bank's purpose is to get the interest and get the money back as quickly as possible. They, they actually don't care about the principal. They just want you to pay the interest forever. Right. That they don't make money on you giving them back the principal. They only make money on the interest. So they they would prefer interest only loans. So yeah, no. Um, wow. Okay. This has been intriguing. Is that why you're yawning? <laughs> No, I mean, yawning because I'm up since 3 o'clock in the morning. And I know so of you, so shut up, Christopher. No, I told you I get up at 5.30 now. Yeah, I know. 
but in reality, that's uh, 4.30 my time. And you're still up. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And I got to give Mark another. And I got to give Mark another hour. One thirty mine. It's one thirty in the morning when I get. I get up if I go on your time. No, you fool. It's opposite. Two hours. Yeah. One thirty. Not one thirty your time. It's three thirty your time. One thirty my time. Yeah. Yeah. I corrected that. Let's take a look at impactful draft picks in recent years. Do we want to do that? No, we're not going to do that. We're going to we're going to bop around on this I thing put, here for a little. I bit. was putting whatever I could on there. It's, I, I understand that. And, agenda. And, and I said, like I said, you're like dredging the bottom of the barrel for this. This is a agenda, and I'm happy like for you. You, you did a good job. Okay. I feel like someone at an ice cream shop when someone asks for a specific flavor and literally the bucket's right at the bottom and you're scraping it right off the bottom just to get <laughs> yeah. one ice cream cone. That's kind of what I feel like when I'm doing this agenda every week. Hey, we all do that at a time last week. I know. So. The CFL is not likely to um, play in stadiums without fans. I don't know why. It's with another Randy Ambrosi. Uh, yeah, yeah but, it, but the That's link brings up. Yeah, but the link brings up uh, an audio clip, and it doesn't have, actually have a, a, a spree behind it. So. Okay. Well, basically, yeah, he said uh, that. Um, um, basically saying that he, the CFL is unlikely to play because of the cost associated playing in the empty building. But, I mean, here's my thought on this. I, 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 this was something, this kind of goes, because I was thinking about this even before today, and then it got posted. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, you may have seen that thing that I posted in the group. Uh, it was actually a, um idea from Mark Cohan. Uh, about, well, hey, why don't they, if they're going to play, why don't they play, like, in, could they take the games to, like, high school fields, or, so you're not actually, if you're going to do it, no fan, don't play at the big stadiums, go to a high school field, go to, like, a, a smaller university field, where you're not paying so much money rent, or so on, and play the games there. Well, when you own the stadium, it really doesn't matter, like Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. Well, that's, yeah, of course, that's true. And BC Lions, uh, they're so ridiculous that it, it really doesn't make much difference. Probably not that much to play at SFU. The other thing is, and because um, uh, if you're going to play the game to an empty stadium, you want to be making money off of the revenue, whether this is pay-per-view or TSN is stepping up because they're having a huge, you know, astronomical more uh, TV audience. Not astronomical. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, nobody there, so everybody's going to be watching it. Um, you need all the, the camera equipment and all the infrastructure that comes with that stadium. You wouldn't have that at a high school. You'd everything would have to be brought in, 
elevating the cost, escalating the cost to TSN and to everybody else by doing this, where all of that is already in place in every stadium in the CFL. You know, they don't bring in all the wires. They don't bring in all the computers. They don't, it's all sitting there. It's already there. Yeah. Okay. The cameras are in boxes or, or they might not even get put away. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I don't think moving to a smaller stadium makes economic sense. It's not going to save you any money. Um, it would be interesting to put it into different communities, but then that's letting the fans in. So yeah. that's the point, right? So you know what's the, the what's the point? I don't I don't see how this is that that would make any sense at all playing in smaller stadiums. Know. Economically, um, you know, what's the what's the benefit? Plus there's the cost of having oh, yeah. to hire people to run the cameras. Yeah, you still have to have security there, especially if you're not letting people in. Yeah. I mean I mean all of the same you have all the same costs on a broadcast that you would normally. In fact, you would think, you would hope that TSN would step up their game a little bit and add, put some extra added features into it, maybe some of the things that the XFL did, uh, and, and just carry on, right? Because yeah. we're all at home instead of in the stadium. It's a moneymaker for TSN, for sure. No doubt. Because people are going to watch it just because it's football. Yeah, that's true. And the ratings will go through the roof, I guarantee. Oh, could the CFL um, just for this season, because of these uh, circumstances, go to a pay-per-view where you pay, you know, twenty-five bucks a month or a week for all? Why do you say no, Mark? People won't do it. I don't know People if I agree with not, that. I really don't think they – I'm going just based off of another page, the armchair page I'm on. And these are Bomber fans. And they're all saying, no, I'm not paying for it. When I can watch it on TSN for free. But the point but being is it wouldn't be on TSN. They, they would take it off of TSN for uh, – or TSN would do the pay-per-view or something like that, but – I don't but know how TSN they could do would, that because then TSN, the, no, TSN would want their $43 million back. Oh, good point. Never mind. That's a good point. <laughs> it's not on their channels. And, hey, I pay for games on TSN now. So, like, I'm not going to pay more. You know what I mean? I, I, I would pay fair. five bucks a game. I would. I would have no issues paying 25 bucks. To watch a Bombers right. game. But would you pay $25 to watch a Montreal-Toronto game? Hell no. Okay. No. So you have to make it so I'll that wait you till pay. next week and you, it's on you, YouTube. you you got to watch every game. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. So five bucks a game, so $20 a week or $25 a week, and you get, all the, you get four CFL games. Or I can watch them for free on YouTube a week later. Yeah, you can. It's like I'll pay the money, but a lot of people will not. 
Like how many people in two or three of the Eastern teams are going to watch any games five games into the season and their teams are out of the playoffs? Or if it's a nine-game season, two games into the season and they're out of the playoffs? It's the Eastern, but let's face it, they don't watch Western games at the best of times. Yeah, and we know at least two teams are going to suck. So it's I don't see empty stadiums. I just don't. No, I I don't. I agree. I don't see it happening. I'm just throwing out arguments for yep for different different purposes here. Well, but I still think they're going to be playing in empty stadiums regardless. Yeah, I don't think the fans are going to come. In reality, how many fans are going to come? I know there will be the diehards. But still, what are you going to get, 5,000 people a game? Mm-hmm. Which is like throwing in Toronto. <laughs> and when you say it like that on a selfish thing, do I really want to see the Grey Cup banner go up at IGF in front of 5,000 people? TV. Or, uh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, no. I want thirty thousand people in there. Yeah, I don't see it happening. Nope. But then you know, prairie folk kind of have the same mentality as most of the uh, uh, Republicans down in America who want to open up their country again, and, and, and so they may all go to the stadium. You might want to check provinces of who's hitting the beaches and everything else versus who's staying home. <laughs> who's hitting beaches? Do you guys have beaches? Yes, we do. Really? Yes. <laughs> Several. Can you go surfing? Okay. No, you um, can't go surfing. Okay, well then it's not a fucking beach. Surfing in Winnipeg. Okay. Montreal Alouettes are uninterested in S.J. Green. Who... Okay, should I say who's surprised by this or cares by this? At this point, I'd love to see him just sign a one-day contract and retire. And call it a day, yeah. Reality is he should retire in Alouette. I don't know if he has anything left. Let's face it, he's a top five all-time receiver in the CFL. Top five, top ten. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. I would say he's up there. Ooh. You think? Yeah, I think so. Well, I don't. I don't know about top five, but he's close. He's closing in on the top ten. He has many, many massive years, especially in Montreal. And up until well, the injuries hit. Two, four, six. He's yep. not in the top eight. Yeah. 
you know, all-time yardage doesn't mean everything. Oh, okay. Then, then, then what do you want to do? How do you want to call it? That's how you, that's how you judge a receiver. I look at the catches that receiver makes mm-hmm. when he makes them. There's no stats the for game. that. I know there isn't. There's no stats for that. So you, all time you're just all making stats. shit up then. No, all time isn't all stats. If it was, you couldn't use anybody from 20 years ago. Plus, basically all of them out the window for all time. Because all their stats are long gone. Yeah. And he had how many thousand yard seasons? He had quite a few. Let's see if I can find it. And, yes, he had Calvillo, but Calvillo spent how much time throwing the ball into the stands? Yep. He's got 7,000-yard seasons. He's got a total of 10,000 yards total. How many people are over 10,000? In receiving, uh, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, and they're still above 12,000. So he he is up there in the top ten then in that. No, area. no, he's not in the top ten. He but might not even be in the, the top area. twenty. But he's getting into the area. He's not going to make it. No, he's done. But I yeah. think, just from a personal point of view, the catches he made, especially, he was a highlight reel his entire career. It is thirteen seasons in the CFL. Yep. I mean, granted, the first couple of seasons that he was in the CFL, he got 73 yards and 41 yards and 239. And it wasn't until 2010 years. that he actually jumped up there. His last season was over 1,000 yards in 2019. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you think of how banged up he was and how old he was. In 2016, he played two games. One, two, three, four, five, six. He's played six full seasons. Mm-hmm. Six full seasons, and he's over 10,000 yards. Yeah, well, he missed one game in, in 2015. He was still over 1,000 yards. Okay, seven full seasons over and over 10,000 yards. That's still dead. Seven, seven seasons over. Yep. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he wasn't an awesome receiver and everything else. I'm just I'm, – I'm not agreeing that he's in the top ten of, of receivers of all time. His stats don't uh, prove that. Is he, he an amazing yep. receiver? Was he? Yes. Was he the end-all, be-all? No, he wasn't even close. I mean, you're talking about uh, G. Roy Simon, Milt Stiegel, Alan Pitts, Darren Flutie, Nick Lewis – Terry Vaughn, Ben Cahoon, Ray Elgar, Don Narcisse, and uh, Darrell uh, Mitchell. Those are your top ten. You can't put you can't put C, uh, SJ Green in the, that conversation. Probably, no, I, I put them in the tier right below that. Yeah, in the area. 
you, you don't know how many how many receivers there are between ten thousand and twelve thousand. There could be thirty. Oh, oh probably. Right. I mean, that, this list only only gives me the top ten. There's no see more button. True, but I I think more people like Mark and so on are basically on actual performance when they're playing, not so much in numbers because numbers wise he didn't uh, he's not up there sure, but I think if you're looking at actual performance and uh, you know when he caught the ball and so on, I think he's kind of going on that um, exactly on, the impact on that. he had the impact, impact that's, he a good had. Word. that's the word I was looking for. He spent his career as a second-down receiver. And he wasn't a first-down receiver. He was the second-down guy to go to to mm-hmm. get that first down. Yeah, yeah he, he was a go-to. He had well, that's huge... what Ben Cahoon was. And he's in the yep. top ten. Of guys I've seen play, easily Ben Cahoon's top ten. Easily. Yeah, he's one of my favorite receivers of all time. So and the, the main guy reason I give that to him, yep. the main reason I give that to him is at the old Winnipeg Stadium, I saw him get hit so hard, he bent down, he puked, he took his helmet off, he wiped his mouth, he put his helmet back on, and ran into the huddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just based on that alone. It was interesting. I mean, I, I'm going to give Ben Cahoon one of my favorite receivers of all times, and uh, only one on the list that's a Canadian? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. Um, no, uh, Ray Eilgard's another Canadian, but he's, uh, Ben Cahoon was higher than him. I don't think Ray Eilgard was Canadian. Yeah, he's playing in Edmonton. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Sorry, you're right about that. And, uh, no, Darrell Mitchell's from Miami. Mookie Mitchell. Yeah, he he I know is not Canadian. No, and Ben Cahoon was the only one. Yeah. And I, you know, I I am not one to wave the flag uh, or or think that you know, Ben Cahoon made a living in this league, right? As a Canadian, and he would have made this league as a Canadian, even if there was no ratio. Would he have made the league to start with? I don't know. He's definitely anybody else on the field. And out of ten games that he played, I, I, the guy was a beast. And it's not because he was a Canadian. It's not because of anything else. Because the way that Calvillo hung him out to dry by throwing him the ball as he's crossing the oh, middle, no. and he and he gets lit up by some linebacker. He just gets leveled gets, over and over again. And he just gets up, bounces back, and goes to the huddle. Right? Just absolutely. I mean, uh. 
Why I, I'm, I'm I drawing just, a blank right now. Um, the Canadian or the BC Lion guy that went to Saskatchewan was from Saskatchewan. Why am I drawing a blank? Jason Claremont. Claire, Claremont. 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 Jason Claremont was the same thing, right? Slot back goes across the middle, takes the ball, so he blows him up, and he that didn't hurt. You trying to tickle me? Right. Two, 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 two of my favorite receivers of all times, and that's exactly why. Okay, moving along. William, you haven't said anything in a long time. Are you still there? You, are you awake? You guys were, you guys were talking about S.J. Green. Yeah, that's my opinion on this. Most my opinion on S.J. Green. The 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 bitch went to the XFL. He shouldn't be back in the CFL. That's my opinion. Sorry. Yeah. Well, in all honesty, I'm going to cut him a little slack. Nobody in the CFL offered him a contract. <laughs> Just right? like now. Just like it, now. Just like now. Just like now. Older, Nobody in the CFL younger, offered a contract. Younger, cheaper, faster. Yeah. All of the above. Darrell Walker's still out there. Yeah, but he's been offered contracts and said no. Yeah. There's a difference. A huge difference. Right now, SJ Greenwood pay for the minimum wage of, of, of uh, a veteran player of eighty eighty five thousand dollars. I'm pretty sure he would. He'd be happy with that contract. Sure he would. He's not going to get it. Or might not. Nope. Darrell Walker wants $250,000 this year. Yeah, you don't hear anything about him anymore. Well, for quite a while. is not happening now. Yeah. Well, he, he is, not he, a chance. He is he's, so stupid. He could have got a $100,000 signing bonus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could have got a hundred grand already. <laughs> he's he's sucking the hind tit now. I'm laughing my ass off at Darrell Walker. The Lions well, wanted him and but, they were ready to take him, but he just asked too much money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a question: Will Darrell Walker play budge. in the CFL if there is the CFL season this year? <laughs> Well, that's up to him. If he does, he's if he does, he's not playing for as much as he wants. He's going to be taking a big time pay cut because he was stubborn right from the beginning. He takes uh-huh. what the Bombers offer him at this point because they're the only team. Yeah, because I, I was going to say I think he's the only one they're going to that that's going to take him at this point. Yep. Everybody else has their receivers. Yeah. Well. You never know because he is he is an impactful player, and you know even the Lions would take him right now for the right price. But who do you release? Because he can only have so many of them on the field at the same time. They're all I'm American. I'm cognizant. I, I'm cognizant. You release somebody when you got the best receiver in the CFL, and you got the second best receiver in the CFL. You've got to because I'm Brian Burnham 
is if he's not number one, he's number two. I th- I think the Lions should release uh, Mike Riley. <laughs> I don't want to argue with you. Because if there's, if there's no CFL season this year, Mike Riley's going to be too old next year. Well, I don't know. He's got, got some time to heal. He'll be healed up. True that. Heal from last year. He'll be healed up and well rested. I don't know. He might not be the same guy if he doesn't get hit 400 times in a season. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never know. Yeah, I never know what's going on. Okay, let's uh, jump past S.J. Green because I'm done with him. And let's go to another non-impactful player. Brandon Bridge says Canadian quarterbacks are not given a fair <laughs> chance. They are I'm about as tired of Brandon Bridge as I was about Manziel. Okay? I am, will this guy just shut up and fuck off? I mean, it, it's, sorry, it's, I... he's up there with Alex Singleton, Johnny Manziel. Just enough already. You're not part of this league. Shut up and go away. I, I, I promised. I promised. Phil, I wouldn't make any more comments about Brandon Bridge, but you know, to be an impact, impactful quarterback in the CFL as a Canadian, you got to be good. And Brandon Bridge wasn't good. It's that simple. Who's the last it's good not... Canadian quarterback we had? Who was the last one? Yeah. Russ Jackson? <laughs> You're not far off. Well, seriously, who was it? I, I'm thinking Russ Jackson too. Because you know, for a full and, season, and, it's Russ Jackson. Didn't wasn't okay. there a Canadian quarterback in Calgary that played a couple of games? Yeah, he's off no, of paramedic or something he, now, is he? He didn't. He didn't play any games. Andrew no. Buckley. No, Andrew I Buckley. Buckley. Not Buckley. Andrew wasn't Buckley. there one back in the? 90s, I think it was. That I don't remember. I do remember Andrew Buckley. 90s, early 2000s. Was it? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, I know who it was. The last good CFL quarterback, Canadian. Jerry Dottilio was Canadian, wasn't he? Who? Who's that? Jerry Montreal. Played for Montreal. Played for Montreal. He now sells. Uh, he now sells uh, those those elevator chairs that go up old people's stairs. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I'm serious because yep. because Phil got one installed in his house, and Jerry Dillio owned the company. He's from Quebec. There you oh, go. Good for him. Um, Canadian quarterbacks are not given a fair chance in the CFL. I, I say bunk. I think that the CFL has given Canadian quarterbacks more than enough uh, field play than what they deserve because they just haven't had the talent to play quarterback in this league. And we have had a Canadian quarterback in this league every year for what the last 10 and not one of them is worthy of us being a, a starter in this league. Well, and I and I guess if Andrew Buckley had a stuck around, we would have found out last year what he was made of. Yes. Right. Yep. Because, but yeah, he, he saw the writing on the wall. Went down. 
the only reason we heard of Arbuckle is because Buckley retired. That's it. Yeah. Because yeah. Arbuckle got cut twice by the Stampeders. Yeah. And then when <laughs> Buckley retired, the Stampeders brought Arbuckle back because he knew their system. Once again, once again, it goes back to putting a guy in that fits in the system. And I guess Andrew Buckley must have fit in the Stampeders system. So... I still think he'd be there if he hadn't decided not to go to medical school. So, just saying. It's a better decision. Dottilio threw for 9,952 yards in the CFL. There you go. Over 10 years. Toronto, Montreal, Calgary, that's probably who I'm thinking of. And the Concords. Alouettes and Concords he played for. Uh huh. And he also ran for 993 yards. Almost, yeah, 10%. Well, I, I think Brandon... 697 of 1271. Brandon Bridge could have been an asset in the CFL if he had paid attention to Brad Snow. Yep. And switched to a receiving position. He would have been in the league making money. I'd love to see a starting quarterback in the CFL that's from Canada. I really would. But until Canadian universities put the money into training, it's the not what's going to happen, do. Mark. It's it's going to oh, be a I Canadian, know. a Canadian kid that's from the NCAA moved to Texas and ends up going to high school football in Texas. Ends up going to university in some Division A school yep. and ends up getting. Yeah, well, no, drafted into the CFL. It. Uh, yeah, it, just, it's going, and that's going to be, in, in my opinion, an American kid. It, just it has his to be. Passport says Canadian. Yeah, it has to be because there's just you can't compare the training between NCAA no. and sports or whatever. No, You'll never see a CIS quarterback become a starter in the CFL. I'd love to see. It's it. not going to happen. I'd love I'd to love see it, but it's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. Not in my opinion, but who knows? I'm wrong all the time. Who gives a shit? Especially when you only have two quarterbacks on the roster now, on the active roster anyways. That's not true. And if I remember correctly, it was was John Huffnagel that went public and, and explained the two quarterback scenario. If you want, you can only dress two. Yeah. Right. You have the ability to only dress two if you want to put an a, another active player somewhere else. Right. And the Stampeders did it like seven times last year, so. <laughs> yeah. And Montreal or Winnipeg would be foolish to do it. So you never know when Zach Claros is going to go down. No, it's not. You never know when. It's when he's going to go down, right? I said. I said when. That's why I'm pushing for a nine-game season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you got to push for that a three-game. I think we should just have like a four-game season. I think we should have a coin toss <laughs> and just just have the playoffs. Okay. 
Rock, paper, scissors for standing. Round robin tournament. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, moving on. What else are we going to talk about? What are we moving on to, Christopher? I don't know. Surprises. I'll move on to. I can't. I can't. I, honestly, I can't. There's nothing here to move on to. TSN <laughs> presents Blue Bombers Road to the Grey Cup. Like, no, I'm not Who going cares? there. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> looking back on the, looking back on the Baltimore Stallions. No. Why? I'm ordering that book. The Stallions book that they're coming out with. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not arguing with you, Mark. I think it's probably a good good read. How can we discuss it prior to reading it? <laughs> well, this wasn't about the book. This was actually an article that got written by uh, Last Word on Sports. Great. <laughs> I did not help my argument there, did I? No, you did not. You nope, did not. You all foot in the mouth, Charles. <laughs> yeah, well, never mind. I never said anything. You know what? That was a damn good football team. I know they got what? every break in the world and everything else, but they still had to put that team together, and that team came together fast. No, it took and they a were few fun years. to watch. Yeah, they were fun to watch. It took them but two the big years thing- in the... Rather interesting, shall we say, CFL and uh, American experience. The thing is, what they did that a lot of other play, uh, the U.S. teams didn't do uh, is that they actually brought in um, most of their guys. Yes, they were all American, but most of them had a lot of CFL experience. They brought and in Canadian management. Of, they brought uh, that, especially their management. The 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 other NFL guys were bringing in uh, people that like were from uh, that were um, guys that they're just plucking out of the NCAA that didn't have a lot of experience and most of the coaches didn't have it. So you, you had guys like Ron Meyer and you had that jerk Pepper Rogers in Memphis. You had Jack Pardee who was in uh, Shree, uh no not Shreveport he was in Birmingham. Shreveport and Forrest Gregg, who had actually CFL experience, but was a disaster. He only won like four games. But what does Baltimore do? They bring in Don Matthews, uh, Jim Pop back when he wasn't weird and strange and everything like that. So they brought in the ownership, they brought in the management group um, that other guys didn't do. The, the guy, Jim Spiros, who was the owner, he did his homework. Most of the other guys didn't. They just threw a team on the field and figured, oh, they're all American. They're just going to run roughshod over these Canadians. didn't work that well for them. No, it did not. But, you know, if you compare the uh, Baltimore Stallions to the Ottawa Red Blacks, okay, both startup teams, both started from scratch. Both of them, well... Baltimore made the playoffs the first year. Ottawa made it the second year. Ottawa mm-hmm. won the Grey Cup the third year. Baltimore won it the second year. <clears throat> There's a lot of similarities between these two teams. They were given a lot of, uh, of free play to build their teams. Ottawa was given a Canadian draft. Uh, 
uh, Baltimore is given the exception of, of no Canadians. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of a lot of. I'd like to see an article written on the on the similarities between those two teams. I think there's a story there. You got to look at the fan base there too. Yeah, they had They're a really good there. fan base there. They yeah. still have a good fan base. They do. You're right. How many years were they, they around? Played in two. They were there two 94, years. Ninety four, ninety five. Two years. They and still, still have a, a big fan base. There's a contingent that comes from Baltimore to the Grey Cup every season. They have Alouette season tickets. Yep. A lot they of them go do. to the Alouettes games. This fan base is amazing. It might only be 100 people, but that's amazing. It's just bizarre. You know, and, and just and just look at some of the players that oh, became long-time, long-time CFL players. You know, Tracy Ham, Mike Pringle, Alfred Baden, Don Matthews is that coach, Joe or Pop in Montreal. So in Pop, you know, there was uh, there was some uh, good guys on that team. I, I'm I'm just going off of Wikipedia here because. Uh, I think during the Baltimore seasons I was drunk, so I don't remember them very much. Okay, to be honest with you, because what what year were they? Nineteen ninety four, ninety five, ninety four. Let's see, I moved to Calgary in eighty nine. Yeah, I was drunk. So, um, so yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Didn't watch much CFL back then. Oh, you know what? Those were the those were the early years with my wife, and I didn't want her to get the wrong impression that I was a football fan, okay? <laughs> yeah, I was six, seven years into a mortgage by then, so no, I was uh, I was being a good boy. Yeah, me too. Okay. We've looked back at the Stallions. I guess we're going to the draft preview, and uh, we're going to go look at uh, a look at impactful draft picks in recent let's, years. Let's, okay, let's look at let's look at impactful draft picks in recent years because I can name some I of those. Will doesn't, doesn't want to talk about the draft. I can tell. I don't blame him, but I don't give shit about the draft. Frankly, I mean, give or take. You know what? I I think we need to have an American draft. Yeah, you're not the first person that said that either. I've heard other people suggest that. Well, I mean, the top Canadian guys, let's face it, the top Canadian guys play in the NCAA, and they end up getting drafted to the NFL, or they get a look at by the NFL. And we're not going to see them here for a while. And that's just reality. So... Okay, so let's look at the top um, draft picks. Uh, da 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 Starts with the BC Lions. 2019, they had no first-round pick. 2018, they had Peter Godber and Julian Laurent. Uh, Danny Vander, Vanderbrook in 2017, he's gone. Junior Luke, he's gone. Charles Viancourt, he's still around, isn't he, Charles? 
Yep. yep. He is. And in 2015, some weird guy. So, you know, so overall. Rabber. Yeah, right. Like, really, the most, in that lift, uh, Charles Viancourt is really the only real um, um, guy that's stuck in with really worthwhile. All these other guys, none of these other guys really uh, did a whole lot of anything. No. Okay, let's go over to the Peters now. Wide receiver in 2019 was Herge Mayala. Wow. No, he, where Man, is he? He was, he was in Calgary. He's very impactful. He had some really good games. Very fast. Okay. Good receiver. Uh, I expect more then, things from him this year. I think he's the, line, reason, I, Ryan. he's the reason the Stampeders didn't try and uh, sign Breskison this year. Okay. Are you reading this list? What was that? Are you reading the list you have up? Or are you outside Where's small the list? Still? No, I don't have a list. What list are you talking about? The agenda. Okay, there's an O-line, oh, uh, O-lineman guy, Ryan Servoir. I don't know. Never heard of him. Yeah. Randy Calling, Alex Singleton, Carl Lavoy. Looking at this list, one of these things is not like the others. Yeah. Which thing? I mean, Alex Singleton jumps right out at you. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not but Canadian. Not, he's not Canadian. He was in the draft. Yeah, I, know, I know, but that's... Wasn't his mom a Canadian or something like that? That's why he was eligible, because yes. he was born at the U.S. Yes. Yes, his mother was. He Canadian. never stepped foot in Canada before the draft. Till he found out about the CFL, then he dove in. Yeah, well, that's right. Conveniently, okay, yeah. I'll come in. Yeah, and I think just uh, about every single team has one of those now. Uh, Edmonton Eskimos, Matthew Betts, uh, no first rounder in eighteen. Uh, Nate Bahar, uh, Tevon Smith. Danny Gross. Grulux. Oops. Back here. Old lineman. Cool. Nobody really standing out there. Uh, Saskatchewan. Justin McKinnis. Dakota Sheepley. Cameron Judge. Uh, Josiah St. John. Yeah. But. Nick Dembski. I don't So far, I think the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have better luck yeah, their first Cameron. round picks. Dakota Shepley, Cameron Judge, and Nip Dem- Nick Dembski are guys that uh, are really, I think, fairly well-known. Josiah St. Okay. John is well-known, too, but for a different reason. Okay, yeah, exactly. Auto, uh, our Winnipeg, uh, Drew Dersley. 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 Jonathan Cabon. What guy has the first name of Faith? Jeff Gray? And Suk Chung. Yeah, I don't know. Suk Chung is the only one that really stands out here, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Jeff Gray went to the NFL for a couple of years, and then he came back and started almost every game last year. Uh, Kongbo took a 
rookie season and parlayed it into an NFL contract. There, there's only one reason Congo Congo was even Bongo. in the even the only reason he was in the CFL draft was because he was injured in college. He was a first round. He was projected to go in the first round of the NFL draft. So he got injured. His draft stock dropped. He got picked up in the CFL. Showed he could play and went back down. That's all it was. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton Tiger Cat. Jesse Jesse Gibbon. Mark Chapman. Darius. Now, did Mark Chapman ever play football again? I don't think so. I don't think he did. No, I don't think so. Chapman was taken number one in 2018, but he never signed a CFL contract, ultimately ending up in the NFL for a stint. Played in the now defunct AAF. Right. <laughs> yep. He was too okay. good for the CFL. Yeah. yeah. Mind, anyways. Connor McGow, uh, Brandon Rievenberg, and that's it for the High Cats. Yeah, Brandon Rievenberg's a good offensive lineman. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Uh, Tyler Johnston. Montreal Alouettes, Tyler Johnson, Trey Rutherford, uh, Philippe Gagnon, uh, Chris Akey, and Jacob Ruby. Another good offensive lineman. Yeah. You'll note that most of the um, impact or the high uh, offensive linemen seems to be the the, – the uh, position of choice where most of the guys are are uh, impact. Always yeah. have to see that with Ottawa because all five of them are offensive linemen. Yeah. Alex Fontana, Mark Coat, uh, Evan Johnson, Jason Lazon-Guillon, and Alex Mateus. Uh, Toronto. Uh, O-lineman straight across the board, one wide receiver, and Brian Jones, Shane Richards, Ryan Hunter, and Sean McEwen. That's it. Who's it? Yep. Honestly, not to to belittle these guys, because some of these guys are good players, but in all of these, with maybe the exception of Alex Singleton in Calgary, with all of these first-round picks by all of these teams, are there any real blue-chip superstars in any of these picks? That are still in the CFL? Yeah. No, okay, there's not. You know, I, I understand taking a first-rounder and he, he's going into the NFL because that's where the money is. He, that doesn't count here. We have just proved uh, that the CFL draft is meaningless. Well, but you have to have it. You have to I get mean, your best Canadian. I'm not, I, I'm not arguing that. But I'm not, it's not, I'm not arguing that. Super hard. No. <laughs> well, not in the not from the first round. Yeah, I mean, most of these guys are depth guys. Are just average everyday players. There's no top uh, like. First of all, you'll you'll never ever see a quarterback taking the 
first round, not like especially not like you'd see in the NFL. But even in terms of like receivers or running back, nothing. Like I did, most of them are offensive linemen. Yep, or defensive linemen. Yeah, and usually and usually interior defensive linemen. Yeah, you're not gonna get a the rush one hand. notable. The one notable receiver on this list that got taken was probably Mark Chapman, who wanted nothing to do with the CFL. Nope. That is correct. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you need the guys in the draft, but don't think you're going to get a difference maker because we've gone through the list of all teams in the last five years. And I would not say there is not one difference maker in that entire list for any team. Well, I there are some don't agree players? with that. I don't agree with that. Okay. Uh, Chung was a difference maker in Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. Okay, that, 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 that's a fair comment. Right? Uh, Nick Dembski was a damn good receiver for Saskatchewan. And Winnipeg. Yeah. And Winnipeg. Yep. I mean, I think the, pro, the the question here is, is any of these guys going to come in and make a difference this year? No. So what you're doing is you're, 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 what's the word I'm looking for here? You're buying futures. Mm-hmm. Right, and the problem with this is that you're going to get a number one draft pick. You're going to sign him to a rookie contract. Might be a rookie number one contract. We'll see what happens. You know that CBA just had something special there, um, and he's going to be there for a year. And you're going to put some time and effort into it. He's going to be here for next year, and he might actually get some playing time and actually come out and say, you know, he he's actually going to be a performer, but he's still not a starter, or very rarely will he ever be a starter. And the third year, they're free agents and they're gone. Yeah, they're gone back to their home. So. They're, they're Brad Sinopoli so, leaving Calgary for Ottawa. They're Suk Chung leaving Winnipeg, coming back to BC. They're, they're, and I'm not saying that that happened in, in year three. With, but you, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the, I think it's foolish for a CFL team to draft players that aren't in their town. If the Calgary Stampeders draft anybody except for Calgary Dino players, I think they're stupid. Okay. Because they're not going to keep them. It just it the history and, and just proves versa. it. And vice versa. Right. Yeah, but don't don't Montreal drafting a Calgary Dino player is stupid. Yes, it is. Right. And now, once the, again, the, the question the question, that, com- it, the question comes up. The question comes up. If we didn't have the American-Canadian ratio, would any Canadian players get drafted? Well, it depends if they. I mean, they would if they had the draft. Well, I mean, if we were drafting all, if the you could draft U.S. players and Canadian players both, yep. then you got a point. I think. Yeah. Well. 
if we didn't have the ratio, I don't believe there would be an O-lineman, a Canadian O-lineman in the CFL. I mean, that's still... But if you and that's the majority it, of Canadians. But you think about it, um, there's a number of Canadian offensive linemen in the NFL. Yeah. So... I, you know I, I mean? know that. Who, who's the best running back in the CFL today? Andrew, um, Andrew Harris. Andrew Harris, no, no question. Uh, oh, really? Okay. No, yeah, no question. No question. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. going to give him that, that title, juicer or not. Okay. okay? He didn't even play college <laughs> football. He played for the junior – it's for, for right. the he Vancouver Island Raiders. Yeah, he got into the CFL on a territorial exception. Right. Well, Buono baby this guy along. Would he have ever seen a CFL field if it wasn't for the ratio? No, he would not. Probably not. I, I'm not likely. a chance. The not a Highly unlikely. Completely against him ever seeing the field. Yet he could turn into be one of the best running backs in CFL history. Okay? Regardless of passport. Or asterisk. Yep. Or asterisk. Right? So, you know, it's, it's, he would never have got a shot at it. And that's just a fact. So, would any of the Canadian superstars, Ben Cahoon, would he have ever nope. got into the CFL if it wasn't for the ratio? Probably not. Okay. There's a good argument for the ratio. And we've got a thousand arguments for not having the ratio. We want the best football. We want the best players on the team regardless of their passport. So where does that leave Canadian football, especially university or high school football? The high school is um, not everybody plays a three-down game either in Canada. Yeah, BC, they don't. It's four-down football. Nope. nope, it's four downs. So there's lots of changes that need to be made if you ever want to see it like that. Actually, high school is four-down football. Junior football <coughs> is three-down still. Yeah, junior football is three-down. What does your kid play? Uh, B Junior, three down. He plays three down football? Yep. He's not playing junior football. What's that? It's not that old, is he? No, but minor football, too, as well. Minor football, okay. Right. Yeah, my high school football was four down. Yeah, the majority of uh, BC is four down. But a lot of the reasons yeah, that they, they sometimes will play American high school teams as well. We played a lot of American high school teams. Yep. So you spent a lot of time getting your ass kicked, in other words. Hell yeah. Okay. I played for a good yeah. team, though. So what number, Charles, do you remember 
the NFL draft was this week. What number did Chase Claypool go? I think twenty-two he, in the second round or something like no, that. No, 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 he was in the second round. He was in the second round. Yeah, I know. Uh, but it was in the twenties. I don't remember the exact number. But Chase in the Claypool is thirty-two uh, teams in the in the league. He's going to be past thirty-two. No, no, but he was like the twenty-something pick in the second of the second round. In the second round. Of the second round. Yes. Okay, 40, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. He was forty-something overall. He's a kid from here in Abbotsford, who was uh, drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. He got drafted by the right team. Yeah, but you know he p- played for Notre Dame, and uh, Notre Dame, and uh, Notre Dame, <laughs> Notre Dame. How does how does, a, how does a team screw up French name and then be called the Fighting Irish? You went through this last week, okay? We don't I don't understand. It. It, just, it just bothers me. It just bothers <laughs> me. Yeah, he's from Abbotsford, born in Abbotsford, played high school in Abbotsford. Yep. yep. He must six be quite foot, a Prussian. Six dude. foot. What is he? Six foot three, two hundred and thirty-nine pounds, and ran the forty and four-two-nine or something at the NFL Combine. Uh, he's six four, two thirty. Yeah. And I don't have any combine scores, but yeah, uh, yeah, forty yards and and four-four-two. Yeah. It's pretty fast for a big guy. And he'll yeah. only get faster. And he'll only get faster. And uh, uh, David Benefield knows the kid, eh? Followed his career, worked with him, did the, did a bunch of stuff, or some, they had some involvement in it because he's been watching him along. I mean, there was something the other day about, uh, you know, the CFL can't keep the good Canadian players, and it, it's fact. I mean, why would they? You're going to get money for them but like that. I uh, couldn't kill the, the Philpott twins. Where are they these days? They're uh, playing American. I think they're down in Florida or something. Yeah, something like that. Good for them. Okay, where are we? We're six minutes left in the show here. We're going to get the draft preview. Okay, here's the draft preview. When is the draft? Thursday. The draft is on Thursday. Okay. And they're going to pick somebody first overall. We don't care. Calgary. Calgary, Calgary. is. But they will trade it if the right opportunity uh, uh, comes along. Yeah, that's uh, that's what people saying that they that Hoffnagel will trade the first overall pick and trade down. To later in the draft, how valuable is the first overall pick if they're going to just trade it for a later pick? No, we don't okay, want to well, pick the best player in the draft. Well, no, and one of the one of the things they're saying right now is because of what's happening with COVID, and you don't know if it's going to be a shortened season. They're going to adjust themselves to guys that can play now as opposed to a year from now. So, 
I just pulled up Three Down Nation's 2020 CFL draft prospect rankings. Number one is oh, Jaden Claypool. <laughs> I know. Yeah, good luck with that. No one's going to draft because he ain't going to be in the CFL. I mean, you do have to draft him to get his rights, correct? Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and and not not a, nobody is a sure thing in the NFL. So, but I wouldn't pick him to like the sixth or seventh round. You know what I mean? If you're gonna yeah, take a shot at him, take a shot at him late late in the draft. Why waste something good on him? That's correct. So, yeah, I don't know. As a Bomber fan, it really doesn't interest me that much, considering we don't pick until the 18th pick. But you do have Zach Caleros in a great cup, so don't stop whining. Well, no, it's all good. It's all good. I'm not whining. Trust me. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know what? I don't think the Stamps have picked too many times first overall. I think what's-his-name was a first overall pick. He plays for BC now. Come on, help me here, Charles. Oh, uh, the receiver, right? Chunk? Lamar Durant? Yeah, Lamar Durant. Lamar Durant. Is he a first overall pick? I think he was pretty I don't know if he was first he was overall. The, I think he might he, have been a I don't know if he was. Pick. Yeah, he was a first round pick. I don't think he was first overall, but he was pretty close. I think. I don't know. Can't remember. Let's see if I can figure that out here. <laughs> um, doesn't even say on it. Why does it not say where he was drafted on the player page? It's weird. Uh, CFL Scouting Bureau ranked Durant eighth. Among the draft class and their final rankings, he was selected in the second round second by round. Calgary, oh, 18th overall. overall. Oh, is that all? Yep. Oh, interesting. In the 2015 CFL draft. And he's from my high school. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, went, we both went to Centennial. We were Centennial Centaurs. And then he went off to SFU, and I could have gone to SFU and played football, but I went uh, played lacrosse instead. Dumb decision. Okay, uh, that's uh, Blog Talk Bitch just told me the show's over, so I better pay attention here. Let's Talk CFL Podcast episode number 433 is in the books. This was two hours of nothing. Um, thanks very much. I've been your host, Cooper Jones, and uh, we'll come at you next week and uh, do another two hours, 120 minutes of nothing, because there's nothing happening in the CFL. Actually, we're going to have the draft, so we can talk about all the people, players that were drafted are going to do nothing in the CFL this year, uh, and that's the way it's going to be. So let's go around the table and say goodnight. Charles. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. If you're into the draft, enjoy the draft, and we'll talk to you next week. Mark. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. And William. Good night, everybody. I hope we'll talk to you next week. There might not be anything to talk about, but we'll find something. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. we got to talk about something. Okay, buddy. You have a good one. Take care. Be safe. Later, guys. Bye.